Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and now it is time for that new segment that I was telling you about, CEO Talks. We, we take questions from our listeners, and we actually ask other CEOs what their opinions are on them and what it is that has made them successful so far. So today we have two great CEOs and actual former Create Your Life series guests, Mr. Chris Alvarez and Eric Fondren. Please say hello to the Create Your Life family. How's it going? Hey, what's up? Okay, so Eric, what company do you run? I run a company called Itelio. It's a digital advertising company. We advertise on the screens of ATMs throughout New York City. So any non-bank owned ATM, you see a screen, I put an ad on that and make money. Okay, and you got at the same time you're providing that, that ad space, you're also providing what service to the user? Uh, no service to the user right now, but when we get back to it, we're going to be providing free transactions to the consumer so that they obviously getting some benefit in the back end for all this advertisement that they're seeing. Awesome. And Chris, how about yourself? I have a company called Transcend Enterprise, and we are a video production company, and we help transcend people's businesses through great video products. Create Your Life Series family, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. When I talk about having that our supportive friend network are surrounding yourself with people who are equally yoked and iron sharpens iron because if you're not sharpening, as Eric said when he was on the show, then you're rusting. These are two people who I oftentimes I call and I ask a bunch of questions to. And this is that real friendship here. And asking these guys and these guys actually showing up and being here is very humbling. So we're going to jump right in. Here's the first question. In your respective businesses, what does the new year mean for you what is the plan what are the new things that happen for you at the top of the year for you guys in your respective businesses eric you can answer first well actually 2017 for me is probably the most pivotal year since 2016 <laughs> i know that's a little cliche but basically all the work we put in in 2016 it's placed a lot of really important deals on the horizon 
And so 2017 closing on probably, I've probably got a good eight deals that I need to close on right now. If I can get all of those working properly, then this will be our most profitable year as well as give us the ability to scale up drastically from 200 ATMs to 5,000. Wow. So you, you definitely live in that pillar number 10 and always be closing. Yes. Yes. Always be closing because at the end of the day, unless you're making those relationships, which actually lead to the money and the sales and the leverage and all of that, then you're you're going to be in a rut. It's really all about the people. Just make the, the relationships with the people and then they'll organically grow into something worthwhile. Okay. Chris, how about yourself? For me, for the new year, it's actually a little bit break time because it's uh, the new year's as far as the video production business, it slows down a little bit. So I'm able to kind of assess how the year went and kind of go into new plans and build and create. But I'm big on progressing and transcending forward. You know, it's, even if it's a new year, you know, just, you know, as time goes forward, you know, it's just, I just take time to become better. And whatever moment I have, I just try to take advantage of it. Okay. And for myself, Create Your Live Series family, when it comes to the new year, I try to be in stride already for the new year. But also, I look at the plans and what it is that I've accomplished in 26 for this year to be 2016, what I accomplished then, and how much growth I want to see in 2017. So for me, it's a it's a reset, but also a re I guess reconfirmation or rechecking with everybody else and everything else that I have going on, making sure that my staff are happy and that we're making strides to really hit those those goals. And of course, I want to encourage anybody who's on Facebook Live to definitely. Uh, ask any questions that you may have for Chris and Eric. So another question for you guys, how do you prepare your plan? And, you know, like what are some of the steps that you take for the new year when you're trying to roll out a new product or anything like that? What are some of the steps that you take? Well, write it down, period, point blank. That's the most important feature. Write it down and then it becomes tangible. It gives you something to, to work towards. Other than that, it's a matter of fully thinking through the projects. People don't necessarily look at their goals like projects, mm -hmm. but every single goal is a project. It has resources, it has timelines, deadlines, all of that. If you can get all of that on paper, and even if you adjust them later, that's fine, but getting them on paper makes it that much easier to execute on. So it's really about writing it down and then setting out all the resources and timelines that go along with that. Okay, Chris? For me, I sat down with my team and just really listened to them in a sense of, asking them, you know, what can we do to improve? What were some great things this year? What were some things that we need to work on? Um, and really just having an open ear and really being blatantly honest with myself and being blatantly honest with them to really analyze everything, to really fix anything that needed to be fixed and to kind of go forward and just have all that jotted down on paper. And now setting up follow-up meetings, making sure we're executing those goals that's going to come up. Okay. Piggybacking off of that, how important is listening to your team when you're trying to basically raise the bar in the new year? How important is that, having that, that sit down in that honest meeting? That's for both of you guys. Yeah, I think listening is ex extremely important. If I go back five years ago, I think my ability to listen then compared to my ability now is two completely different things. It's like, it's, you know, listening to people is more than just hearing what they're saying. It's repeating it in your head later at night, just really doing research. My guy sometimes shoot me links just earlier today. They shot me a link. That's something that we're working on. That's an hour long video that I got to go through to make our products better next year. And, um, you know, it's not just hearing what they say and that's it. You know, they say really analyzing and taking the time and, and really going through it. How did you make that transition from being someone who wasn't listening as much as you are now? What, what was what was the catalyst? I follow a lot of Gary Vee and um, he's really big on 
analyzing yourself and and being true to yourself. And he's 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 really big on talking about, you know, real leaders. Listen, there's leaders that just talk and want everybody to say, "I'm the boss," and this one, two, three, four. Authoritarian leaders. Authority, yeah, but the greatest leaders are the greatest followers. You just kind of cultivate the talent, and you make sure everything's running in harmony. So I try to make sure everybody's superpower is shown, and the only way I can find out whoever's superpower is there is by listening. That's the only way. Wow, that's a lot of good good points. There are actually a couple of points that I want to piggyback on. The last one was a superpower. In my mind, I took that word and said empower, and it's really the same thing. I have two developers up under me, two techies. One's a lead developer, the other one, I call her a sniper because that's her role in the company. I give her a task and she gets it done quickly with no excess, no no inefficiency. Without killing anybody, yes, without killing anybody. Man. <laughs> without killing the servers, that's what's more like her. So, so she's just really good at what she does, whereas um, my other developer is high level, um, top down, 40,000 foot project manager, um, so being able to see their superpower in order to empower them is really important. And then the listening factor, another uh, nuance is that it's not just listening to what they're saying to you, but listening to what they're not saying to you. All the nonverbals are extremely mm -hmm. important. I don't know how often you see your team members, but if I see them on a daily basis during the week. And when they walk in feeling different, looking different, not necessarily as motivated, then you got to re-engage them. And that goes back to those, those weekly meetings, those, those talking to them all the time and really understanding what, what they value and what motivates them because they're, they're the fuel in the company. If they don't work, the company doesn't work. And I agree with you on that. The Create Your Life series, the show itself, I can't do by myself. Right. And so every time after we wrap the show, I'm asking, what, what can we do to improve? What do we need to do? Like Joanna came in and hopped right on board and the first thing I said is uh, we sat down and we had a meeting and she just told me all of these things that I need to work on. And then the next day I'll start shooting her over the stuff that was done that she said. And she's like, you already start working on it. I'm like, yeah, well, if I ask you right. to do something, that means that I need to do it as well. Right. right. You know, you lead by example. So definitely being That's able to man, lead by example, but also listen to people and act upon what it is that they're telling you because they're taking the time to give of themselves, mm -hmm. I say. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's super important. And let me ask you this, the top of the year or even during the course of the year, how do you gauge whether or not your employee's performance is good enough not to get rid of them? Well, it depends on last year, but it's a new year, so it's new goals, new standards. Okay. They should have a job description. Right? right. You should know what they should be doing on a daily basis, and you should be able to tie back to that in terms of performance. But then also on a day-to-day -day basis while you're reviewing it and seeing it in action, you need to know that they're self-starters. You definitely want someone in your company that's a self-starter and can get things done without you following up on them um, over and over and over again. But performance should be easy because you should always know what you're going to pay somebody to do. You should never have somebody on your team that's just kind of lollygagging and doesn't have enough tasks to fill up their time because that's a waste of money at the end of the day. So you should know what your team is going to be doing, and that sets the performance metrics in my mind. Chris? Um, for a you know, from a business standpoint, I, I like to really try to um, kind of gauge the system of letting everybody know what's their worth in the company in the sense of, you know. Transparency. Yeah, try to be very transparent. This project is worth this, and the complexity is this. I might have one guy that can specialize in playing a role in this one project, and if you're not I guess up to par to that project caliber. What can you do to, to get there? How can you basically build more value into what you do? Okay, yeah. cool. So you have something else to say? 
just allowing your team to, if there's new performance metrics, because new products and new ideas have come along, giving your team the, the leeway to be able to grow into their new roles as well. That's important. Okay. And how long do you give somebody to grow into that new role before you figure out that it's not working or that it... The new role or a role? The new role. If they're already in the team and it's a new role, it shouldn't be something that it... So you got 100% of work over here. They shouldn't get another 100% of work, right? right? They should go down to 90, and they should get 10% of new work in order to, to gain this new skill set. So that means they shouldn't be putting as much time into it. It shouldn't take over their other success metrics. But it also means that it shouldn't take that long for them to come up to speed because you're giving them something that's edible, something bite-sized, so that it's it's it works on both ends. Otherwise, you're going to overwhelm them, and then they're not going to be successful in e either area. So you got to give them something edible, bite size. <laughs> I like that, man. You always break stuff down so small. Uh, you're hilarious. How do you adjust when you don't meet your quarterly or yearly goals? I would say like, uh, it goes right back to listening, really, giving an analysis of, you know, what happened and just really going harder. Sometimes maybe you need a sleep. Maybe you need some rest to be able to perform at a higher level. Or maybe you didn't need sleep. Maybe you need to work longer hours. Maybe you had other distractions. So is that meaning that it's a it's about self evaluation? Definitely self evaluation. Now, when you're saying that you need to you need to listen, it's going back to listening. Yeah. Sometimes there's conversation that you can have with your employee, and there's conversations that you need to have with people who are on your level. So how do you gauge in a situation where you're not meeting your quarterly goals? Are you having that conversation with your employees, or are you having it with somebody who's another CEO, or maybe like one of your advisors, and then you take from that conversation and then have it with your employees? I jump in real quick. If you're talking about not meeting goals, then you're aware of that before you miss them. Or okay. should be. Otherwise, you're never going to meet your goals because you don't have a full eye on them. So if you're coming up to, say, two months into the quarter and you see that you're probably not going to meet your goals, that's a, starting to be a weekly conversation with your, uh, your subordinates about what they can do to try to catch up. Mm -hmm. Now, overall, you're probably going to talk to you other people in your business that can help you look at your overarching strategies and figure out whether or not those are optimal for your product or your strategy or your clients. I've built tech that is sitting in a closet, sitting in a virtual closet because at the end of the day, the product didn't fit meet the client's needs. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, a, an example of not meeting my goals. I didn't build a product that I could actually make profitable. So I need to take a look at why that strategy didn't work and how to fix that. And that probably is a conversation that could be had with someone, as you say, on my level that it can strategize there. And usually your employees are very siloed and look at the world in a specific worldview. So you're not necessarily going to be able to get that brainstorming, how do I do better, thought-provoking process. But when you speak to them regularly, they can always course correct you they can always get you to think about things that are more realistic from an on-the-ground perspective mm. so it's, it's conversation all the time period what rituals do you guys do in order to make sure like how often are you checking back on your goals your benchmarks and things like that in order to make sure that you're hitting that right let's, let's say you want to make 100k this year you know that you need to make 25k per quarter which is about 8,333 and some change per month so how often are you checking back, engaging, and things like that to make sure that you hit it? A soft look every week, but more detailed during the month. It's, uh, you know, it's, for me, you know, it's filling up the calendar and, and, and seeing, you know, at the end of this week, we should be bringing this projected, this projected revenue. And, uh, you know, if we aren't, 
you know, it's one of those things now I may take a job that might take a little less time that some jobs I turn down. So it might be a job now I'm put on just to help make those goals. Versus okay. if it's full, if I'm at goal level, you know, then I, I may not, I may turn that job down. Okay. So you, if you meet in the goal, you're not going to press past it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And Eric, how about yourself? Well, our sales cycles and our product cycles are a little bit longer than that. So, um, and with development, you have to always make sure you're staying within the scope of the project. So we actually have daily stand-up meetings. It's literally a five to 10 minute meeting where you're talking about what you did yesterday, what you tried to do yesterday and couldn't succeed at, and what you're gonna do today. So anything you're blocked by. And then on a weekly basis, we have a full team meeting. And then every two weeks we have what we call a sprint planning meeting, which is uh, a, a finite project that can be completed within a two week span. And so all of that is just consistent communication to make sure everybody's sticking to the same path to meet the goals. But ultimately, because our sales cycles are much longer than that, a lot of times the quarterly and yearly goals fall upon me as the business development lead to make sure those are, are enacted. And unfortunately, when it comes to business development, you're always dealing with someone else's schedule someone else's timelines right. so it's it's timing is, is super important but it's really all about uh, making sure you know where you want to go and then consistently communicating that through the truth so that we're all walking in step together okay do you guys like hand out the goal plan or the goals for the year for the business to your employees just that just crossed my mind wonder i do have a product roadmap that they have access to Dude, speaking of product roadmap, I'm excited that you said that. <laughs> I know <laughs> this guy's super cheap. No, I don't know if you remember this. About three years ago, we, well, I guess four now, we were going through product roadmap. I had all these different products, and you were like, dude, backwards plan all of this because you're trying to do too much. Yeah. And you literally, we sat down. I still have the template. I actually used it in my goal-setting workshop last <laughs> Wednesday on the low, which is hilarious. Awesome. But, uh, nah, you know, that product roadmap, it makes a huge difference when it comes to uh, planning and knowing where you're going to be at yep. on time. I think one of the other things is with my team, after we wrap the show, every Sunday we have a little meeting. You know, we talk about what we could do better, where we see uh, ourselves going, and now we have weekly calls. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the engagement mm -hmm. that, that's needed in order to make sure that we hit the yearly goals and we reach the number of downloads that we want to have and things like that and actually expand the show as well with even expanding the ceo talks that came, this came out of a right, conversation this is a product right this yeah. is a product but it came out of a conversation with leah and with joanna you know about how can we expand the show and offer more product and more content to our users so last question for you guys today do you have an accountability partner i'll say for me uh no but it's interesting i mean you have the word you know accounting because now i'm I'm bringing definitely a more numbers guy on my team. It's one of those things where before I was just running like a renegade, just you know trying to bring in the work, bring in the work to make sure that it feeds the machine. But then all the numbers are everywhere. So now I'm trying to get everything organized as far as the numbers and stuff, and really try to get the company valued properly. And it's one of those things that that's not my that's not my strong set. Right, but and you understand to outsource it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my strong set. So I'm you know I'm bringing somebody else in. And I'm leaving them accountable, you mm. know, you know, for that. Okay. How about yourself, Eric? Do you have an accountability partner? Uh, without going too far off topic um, into, like, work-life balance, mm -hmm. I realized when I was thinking about having an accountability partner and what, that, what benefit that would provide me, most people probably need more than one. Yeah. Because your goals are segmented and segregated. Different aspects so in of my life. family life, my wife and my daughter are my, my accountability, accountability partner. partner. <laughs> yes, sir. In my work life. 
Um, I'm a CEO in a venture capital-backed company, so my board and my employees and my investors are my accountability partners. And then in my personal stepping forward and becoming a better person in terms of whoever, whatever personal goals that I have, then there's a lot of accountability partners that I have. My friends are my accountability partners. You're one of my accountability partners. But I think it's really about how often someone checks in to see whether or not you're doing well. It's not just, oh, are you doing well? But how'd you get that? Can you do better? And continuously pushing you. So I keep people around me that already discuss life in that realm. So Mm -hmm. they are my accountability partners. If I want to be an official one, then I got to get super regular with it. And I don't have one in that sense of the word. But... Yet, but you are about to have one. <laughs> and I'm saying that because I, I asked him yesterday, y'all. I said, hey, Eric, you need an accountability partner. I need an accountability partner. Let's do this. All right. I just want to ask this question also to, the, to you guys also. Um, how often do you find yourself, I guess, speaking to, you know, speaking to, you know, different people in a sense? How, it, like from the accountability perspective? Yeah, exactly. Like um, Why? Well, I, I actually have a, an accounting firm. So they're there every month. Mm-hmm. Law firm, probably twice a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, my board, I send a weekly update. My wife, every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, when you're saying people, are you talking about like legal and accounting, things like that, or are you talking about just overall people holding you accountable? Yeah, yeah, yeah overall. Holding, yeah. yeah, I was just saying overall. Wow. Um, to be honest with you, my conversations primarily are with you guys, right. Chris and Eric and some other people. So I would say I'm probably... At least three to four times a week. I mean, me, Leah, and Joe are texting all day. So you that's know, accountability day. for that's accountability. Show, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I know my preparation for the show, I'm up at 6 in the morning on the day of the show, and I'm here three hours before. And that's because I want them to come in and have the easiest transition into what they're doing. But they hold me accountable. If, if I wasn't here one day or something like that, they would tell me. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, so gentlemen, thank you for coming and being here. First of many of CEO Talks. How do people keep in contact with you guys? Well, I'm on Twitter. My handle is CourseCorrect. That's C-O-A-R-S-E underscore correct. And I'm on Facebook, eric.n.fondren at gmail.com is how you can find me. Um, or you can send me an email, eric, E-R-I-C, at itelio. That's I-T-E-L-L dot I-O. Okay. We are on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook also, Transcendent ENT, and you can give us a call at the office, 212-628-9163, and send me an email, chris at c-enter.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys. Always a pleasure, man, and beautiful people. This is the Create Your Life series. Loving everything that we heard from these gentlemen. Of course, they gave us some nuggets. A couple things that I thought were really, really outstanding is, you know, to see your employees' superpowers by listening to them, listening to the verbal and the nonverbal. Thought that that was just a, a bomb, a jewel. And to also work smarter. And the only way to do that is to have people holding you accountable. So make sure that you have that accountability partner and that person who's really in your corner, making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So without further ado, we will see you next Sunday. Stay blessed. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL series 
and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week. Create your life. Create your own life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Und skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life.